Hey everyone, welcome to Sunny Commutes, a podcast where I combine the worlds of web development and business and share my experiences. This is episode 57, where I'll be talking about how you can run a software business completely for free. Now this sounds really clickbaity, like it's not possible, but uh, it's definitely possible. There are some gotchas that I'll mention at the end, uh, but I've been doing this myself as well. So I'm going to share my own personal experience with this. And I want to kind of just uh, take care of a lot of the misconceptions around technology and software and uh, how people think that, you know, you have to put a lot of money into it, a lot of upfront costs, a lot of maintenance costs. But in actuality, you can just get away with a lot for free, um, small MVPs to, you know, businesses with tons of users. Uh, there's a lot of services that provide this for you. And I'll share exactly what I what I've personally used some similar services and things like that. Now, also, I know I've been gone for a while. I haven't done an episode, um, but, you know, I've kind of missed doing the podcast. I've missed talking about these topics. So definitely back. I want to do more of these. And yeah, so let's get right into this. Let's start off with like a simple economic lesson, super basic. So less costs equals more profit, right? The less that you have to pay to run your software, uh, whatever it might be an app uh, application or a software as a service, um, the more money or the money that you make is going to be um, just all profit for you, right? So whatever um, you don't have to pay for your or whatever money you don't have to put back in your business then the more money in your pocket, the more money, the more profit that you make. Um, and so this kind of idea of like, well, if you can just run your business completely for free, then that means everything that you make is just pure profit. Um, and so if you if you could get away with that, right, like a lot of um, a lot of businesses fail because it just it takes a lot to run. It takes a lot of money to keep them maintained. Um, but if you can just do it completely for free and still keep the service up and running, then you'll be, you'll be able to sustain the business for a lot longer. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, and again, going back to that misconception that you have to pay high server costs, high, you know, vendor licenses for other uh, software and stuff like that. Um, chances are you can just get away with not using a lot of that stuff and sticking with the uh, free options for a long time. Um, and especially like early on when there's, you know, you don't have a lot of users, you don't have a lot of people visiting your sites, you don't have a lot of, um, you, you know, a lot of use cases, a lot of features that you have to handle, like complex scenarios. If it's keeping things very simple, um, especially early on, you can get away with just paying nothing. Um, but this is like a long-term solution too. You don't think that you will eventually later on will have to pay, you know, a ton of money. Um, but it, but it depends, you know, of course, case by case basis. So I want to share my personal experience first. I recently launched a new web application, a new website called Idea Scratch. I launched it with my, with my friend uh, Kyle McDonald, and um, it's called Idea Scratch. You can visit it at ideascratch.com. Basically, you can create your own profile by signing in with Twitter, and you can uh, list out all of your ideas that you want to work on. And then other people, um, you can share the profile to other people can go on and vote for the ideas that they think that, you know, you should work on next so that you can 
crowdsource other people's uh, feedback all in a uh, single page. And so there's you know a very simple site. You got some functionality. It's not all static. There's some dynamic functionality, um, but this is just like a React application. I didn't really need specific SEO requirements or anything, which you know would be nice. But this is all a, a static uh, front-end application, single-page application, and uh, so I was able to host this really easily um, and handle a lot of users as well. So I've gotten quite a, quite a few by now, um, and a lot of visitors as well. So um, and also the backend functionality too. So I'm going to talk about one service that just provides pretty much all of the things that I needed for this. Um, including the backend functionality, which all is for free. The database is free. The server hosting is free. Um, just the dynamic uh, code that was running on the backend server is free. So all of that. Um, so yeah, so check that out. Check that project out. See what you think. But um, so this pretty much works for what what all the services I'll talk about. Pretty much work for um, anything like Idea Scratch or a marketing site, a blog, um, anything static like that, but you can still offer a lot of backend functionality. And I'll talk about another service that just offers pretty much anything, like you can run any backend code um, depending on whatever you wanna do. So yeah, so the first service I'll talk about is called Auth0. That's A-U-T-H -A and then the number zero. And this is uh, what I use to handle authentication with Twitter. So obviously a lot of applications will need uh, some type of user authentication. Um, you'll want you know, people to come in and be able to create an account on your site. And uh, Auth0 handles that for you. You can do that through like email um, with a traditional way, or you can do that through social logins like Twitter or Google, uh, Facebook, and so on. There's a huge list that Auth0 provides. Now they have a free plan that I think is a thousand active users per month or something like that. And you know, a lot of these services will be like that where it's limited up to a certain point, um, but then it's like $25 a month. And the way that I look at this is that, it, you know, you don't have to use Auth0, there's many other alternatives or you can just handle it yourself. Uh, but you're saving a lot of time um, in the beginning of setting this system up where you can just get authentication up and running you know, in, in a couple hours. And, you know, the number of users that you will initially get is not going to be a ton. And if you do get a ton of users, you can kind of figure that problem along as you go. You can decide to pay at that point. Um, or hopefully, you know, you've gotten enough paid users because a thousand act active monthly is quite a lot. Um, and so at that point, you can probably be able to pay, pay off the 25 a month really easily. Uh, through your own recurring revenue, right? Um, and that is if you get a thousand users and if you decide to use Auth0. So that's just one service. And actually this functionality is included in the next service that I'm gonna talk about. And again, you can do user authentication yourself if you want, um, you know, storing them in your own database and doing the, uh, the social login uh, logic yourself. So that's really up to you. Um, and at that point, obviously you don't have to pay for anything. So this next service is, is pretty damn amazing. It handles just so many things and it offers a lot of it for free, which is incredible. And it's called Netlify. So both Auth0 and Netlify is what I used on Idea Scratch, um, And I've used Netlify to host some other things as well. So Netlify is a static host 
and so basically just hosts you know any static website or web app but it offers so many different things it offers authentication first of all um, it also offers um, forms so if you want like a contact form typically you'll need to roll that out as like your own server code but in this case um, along with like a mail server and stuff too but in this case um, and now fi already got you so you can um, have a couple of submissions per month. I forget what the limit is, but you can go to netlify.com um, and look at their plans. But again, like a, the, the free plan will take care of a lot of um, a lot of use cases that you might have. So, um, so you can do forums if you want a contact form on your site or blog or something like that. And one of the recent features that I think is absolutely amazing, and it lets you run just any backend code that you might need. So. Um, pretty much any API functionality, um, like in, uh, in uh, Idea Scratch, for example, the uploading ability, the you know, creating ideas, storing um, basically the, the list of ideas in the Mongo database that we decided to use, all of that functionality for like storing that data is done through serverless functions or Lambda functions. This is something that Netlify provides. Now it ties into Amazon Web Services. It uses Amazon Lambda for that, but it pretty much just uh, wraps it up so it's simpler to use. Um, so these serverless, serverless functions, you can run like, I think 100,000 each month or something like that, um, which is an extraordinary, extraordinary amount. And you can obviously do some caching on the front end. Um, depends how much you're invoking these functions, but you can definitely handle a lot and it's all just kind of you know packaged up packaged up nicely in which you can do your local development uh, with Netlify and once you deploy you know it, 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 there's no difference like it just works the same way um, so that pretty much handles like all of your use cases right like your user authentication your um, your, your form submissions and any backend code that you need to run any custom functionality um, can all be done through Netlify and then Auth0 is what we use because uh, Netlify doesn't provide a Twitter login yet. Um, I heard they're working on it, but they have many others um, that are working at the moment. So, um, so it's up to you kind of what you want to do on authentication, but um, Netlify can, got you in terms of hosting and serverless functions. And there's other features too, like um, free SSL um, support. And um, also if you want like a deployment system, when you push in your GitHub branch, it can automatically deploy your code. It can do, you can do A-B testing uh, with Netlify. So there's a lot of marketing features that are built in as well. And you can create like different environments easily. Um, so you don't have to worry about DevOps, developer operations for, you know, managing your server and making sure that it stays up. Netlify just handles all of that and uh, it's all free. You know, they have a paid plan, but chances are your use case is simple enough. Um, and Netlify, because it's static site hosting, can handle a ton of users, a ton of traffic uh, without your site, you know, have, without your site like getting uh, impacted by that. Um, now there is another service um, that I've taken a look at a lot of, but I didn't personally use. Um, maybe I like tried it out once and it worked pretty well. And it's called uh, Now. I think it's now.sh is the domain. Uh, it's by a company called Site. They make a lot of cool stuff. And it's essentially a Netlify alternative. Um, it used to be specifically a Node uh, web host, but now uh, recently they switched over to just doing serverless functions for everything. And it actually seems to be a huge improvement in terms of how easy it is to set it up. 
Um, so it's very similar to Netlify right now, but I've looked at their free plan and it's it's really, it really allows you to do a lot um, on it. Like it's pretty much, I don't think I'll ever be able to uh, or ever will need the, the paid option because the paid option is like unlimited everything, but the free plan is just so generous that um, like between the options of Netlify and now DataSage, you know, you're pretty much set. Like it's, it really depends on which one you prefer more, which one uh, offers more features that you need or whatever. Um, but these are two really great options. Now, uh, the last thing I'll mention is like for payments and um, maybe you want a database uh, for free. So if you're using MongoDB, um, MLab is really great. So check out MLab, but if using any other, uh, or if you actually, if you need any other type of database, um, that you don't really want to manage at all. You don't want to learn like even a SQL query language or anything like that. Uh, if you want something super simple, if you already use Stripe. Um, so there's like this neat idea um, from Ethan. I'll link his Twitter. Um, but there's another uh, creator called Peter Levels who uh, talked about this, that uh, Ethan used uh, the Stripe customer metadata so essentially each Stripe customer that you create has this metadata field and you can, uh, you can store any type of data within that field. Um, and it's called like, uh, and he meant, uh, he uh, referred to it as the Bulligoosh DB because that's his Twitter name is Bulligoosh. Uh, and so Bulligoosh DB.xyz, I think someone like um, made, uh, I think Sergio made it, made a website for that. Um, and it just links over to that tweet. So really neat idea. So you can really get creative with how you do things like, um, you know, if you need to store data, just store it in Stripe. Like if you're already creating uh, a customer in there, why not associate the data right uh, already in there? Um, and there's a lot of database services, of course, like I mentioned MLab and they do have a, a free plan as well. So um, I'll go over like the use cases again for what you can do with all of this. So you can host marketing sites and blogs, obviously. And at that point, like it doesn't really matter how big those sites get, how much traffic they get because it's static hosting and it doesn't take a lot of resources up. So um, those cases you can handle pretty much perfectly. So it's perfect for marketing, marketing sites, your landing page um, and uh, blogs with a ton of content can handle it really well. Um, of course, you can host MVPs, which is uh, which are minimum viable products, and uh, these are like the initial products that you would launch. You know, limited kind of core set of features, um, and at that point, you're just you know seeing if users uh, or people like your product idea or not. Like, are people going to use it, or are you just going to drop the idea and move on to the next one? So, uh, in those cases, like, why pay for you know all these advanced setups? you know, for crazy powerful server hosting when you're not going to get a ton of users anyway, right? And uh, besides MVPs, you can host uh, big applications in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, if you're ex even expecting a ton of users, a ton of traffic, again, if you're doing like static hosting, uh, which these two services, Netlify and now DataSage, provide you and they're not resource intensive, like even with big apps, uh, you can handle that perfectly fine. Um, so you kind of have to, we'll have to see on different use cases there, but a lot of things, this 
allows you to run your software business. You can make money off of a very simple app or, you know, you can run a blog even, um, you know, with like sponsored posts or something like that, um, or just a web application and just, you know, make money on your free run software. Now, like I said, there were some gotchas with this. So there's like two things really that you would have to pay for, uh, but these are one-time costs. So you're still running your software business for free, but the domain, you'll have to pay for that and you can renew that yearly or like every five years. Um, but typically I consider that to be like a one-time cost that you pay, not a monthly cost. Um, and then business registration, if you don't have like an LLC yet, um, obviously you'll have to pay for that fee, whatever that requires. Um, and there's like other, you know, miscellaneous things like maybe use some other software for managing like marketing. Um, maybe you have to pay for a lawyer and things like that. You know, that's a different thing, but in terms of just like running your software business, running your software specifically, um, you can do that completely for free. So I definitely check out and recommend some of these services. I used it for Idea Scratch. Check out Idea Scratch, uh, definitely. Um, and share me your profiles. If you make an Idea Scratch profile um, and you add your ideas on there, share it with me. I'll vote on some of your ideas. And I also have my own, which uh, maybe I'll do make one for the podcast. So yeah, probably by the time this goes up, I'll have ideascratch.com slash sunnycommutesfm. And I'll put a potential uh, topic ideas up there, which I'll, you know, depending on what you vote on, I can um, make an episode about whatever you vote on. So um, yeah, so we'll ch check out that. Um, I'm Sunny Singh IO on Twitter, S U N N Y S I N G H I O. Sunnycommutes.fm is the website for the podcast, which is powered by Iron Mike, a, um, a service that I, I'm a co founder of and uh, that I'm building. So check all of that out. I uh, appreciate you guys listening and watching this episode, which you can also find on YouTube. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Mm -hmm.